Alright, there we go. Yay, we're recording. March 12th. It is Friday. Friday. Mm-hmm. Friday is my favorite day of the week because it's the day I get my last FM weekly listening report. And the little algorithm tells me about what music I listen to. Nice. It's not even an algorithm. It's just like, it's just like stats. Nice. What a... My top new album last week was One Trait Bangers by One Trait Danger. Oh, cool. I don't... I feel like I should know who they are. <laughs> oh, I definitely mentioned One Trait Danger to you before, and I probably came with some kind of disclaimer, like, if I ever tell you to listen to One Trait Danger, don't do it, it's a trap. Um, One Trait Danger is the side project of the drummer for Car Seat Headrest. And he makes this really stupid, irreverent um, music. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah. Where oh, yeah. he's like, he like trashes on Pitchfork. He has this kind of like elaborate extended universe where Chris Lombardi, the president of Matador Records, is like out to kill him with a Pitchfork. They have an album where they just go on a plane, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's part of it, yeah. Oh, okay. There's planes involved. Oh, yeah, I showed you that one. I did show you that one. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, music on a computer? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That one's fun. Anyway, my review of One Trade Danger is that it's really fun, but also I'm, like, obligated by blood oath to love anything that comes out of Car Seat Headrests. Right. Uh, the, the Car Seat Headrest Hive, so. Right, the furry band. Yes, the furry band. Along yeah. with, uh... He wants a car seat headrest, he wants to be a gay furry. <laughs> for, um, for everyone who doesn't know, neither of us are gay furries. This is true. Just I important made a persona, but it was, like, ironic. Mm-hmm. Not, not sincere. You are a big fan of BoJack Horseman, so that's also a tick against you. I would okay, personally... Is... Go ahead. Lots of people like Bojack Horseman. <laughs> That's like saying that Lots of Bugs Bunny makes you a furry. The indie furry television show Bojack Horseman. I guess so. I'm just trying to, um, you know, I'm trying to come out as the less, least <laughs> furry uh, of us. That's fine. You're, you're allowed to claim that title. All right, sweet. I'll allow it. Okay. You know what's something uh, I want to try? What? I just found out that there's zero proof whiskey, and I'm very like intrigued by that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I thought the whole point of liquor was that it had a lot of alcohol in it, but exactly. I yeah, it seems like a you know like a antithetical I, and i watched some videos of people trying it and like people are like well it's not bad but i'm just still like i can't wrap my head around it um i think it's just like yeah. a smoky it's like smoky tea is what some guy described it as huh yeah well i've also never had whiskey so i don't know what what the alcoholic type tastes like either you've but... never had whiskey you've never eaten bacon you've never shot a gun you <laughs> I've done some of those things. No. Yeah, you've shot a gun. You're Muslim. I ate like half a package of bacon yesterday. 
I was like, oh, I'll just fry all of it up this morning nice. and then save some for dinner. And then I ate it all for breakfast. I'm so mad. I'm, great. I'm going to burn the turkey bacon I got. I'm just so mad at it. Because turkey bacon sucks. Well, and then, and then I looked it up and it's like, um, it's taken from all parts of the turkey and they just form it into shapes. And I hate when people shape my food. Do the, um, how do you feel about hamburger patties then? Ooh. Those are shapes. Bread is a shape. Bread, bread gets shaped. You know what I'm talking. No, when it's like, um, Among Us imposter food. Um, when you, like, tofurkey. I think you don't like chicken nuggets then. No, you're not, you're being, are... you're being, um, you're being more than 90 degrees. You're being obtuse. I'm talking about uh... when a food is shaped in a way so that it is like, okay, how about this? Go goldfish. I've never liked goldfish because they are shaped like fish. Okay, so what you're saying is that it's not the fact that it's in a shape, it's the fact that it is in the shape of something that it is not. Yes, I think, I feel like also, well, I mean, especially like um, meat products, there, there's just so many that are just like, they bother me, it just bothers me. It's lying. Mm -hmm. Like, um, like if you had a sausage that instead of making like sausage-shaped sausages made like liver-shaped sausages and yeah. you pretend you were eating liver. Exactly. Okay, I get it. I get it. You've made your point clear. Perfect. I still am, like, shocked by the fact that seitan is just, um, like, rinsed gluten. It's, like, it's insane. Okay. Not in a bad way, but it's just, like, um... Good lord. Great wheat gluten. Yeah. Yeah, um, they do that because, they, they do that because gluten is a protein that sticks together really well. Mm -hmm. So, also, a lot of, um, you can buy, like, from Bob's Red Mill, you can buy just straight gluten, just, like, a bag of it. Hmm. And, um... It's useful because it makes your bread stickier and more uh, cohesive. Yeah. And that's also what they make a bunch of fake meats out of. That's what, um, like, every type However, of... However, mm -hmm. it's... Uh, it's not... It, it's... It's... I can't say it's bad, just because I personally... Um cannot eat it without getting poisoned but mm -hmm. it's bad no i i this is my personal opinion i think it sucks and it's bad no i can eat gluten and i'll i'll just come out and say that i think it's uh i don't think it's good to have a product that could kill somebody i well, i, I mean, still I haven't for anything i know for peanuts oh but yeah that's true i guess People well no okay okay no 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 anything, but wait no no because it's sold as S-E-I-T-A-N instead of, like, something that's more descriptive for people so that they know what's in it. That's all. See, this is back to the food lying to you. I feel like that's okay, lying. that's fair. Yeah, I do think it should say, like, you know, somewhere, somewhere on the front of the label in, like, big letters. You know, like, the opposite of gluten-free. Mm -hmm. Say, like, gluten-full. 
Right, yeah, and I'm sure... 100% gluten. And, like, you can read the package, but, like, if it just said, like, Satan gluten protein or something. Yeah, yeah, like, um, what's the other stuff? Um, tofu, soy protein. Yeah. That well, way, uh, you know, the people who are allergic to soy wouldn't go out and buy the tofu. Actually, I think everyone knows that tofu is made out of soy. Yeah. Bean curd yeah. is what it's called sometimes. It is kind of a bean curd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, we can agree on it. We can agree on Satan. Nice. Um, you texted me earlier and said that there is a list on Letterboxd that is, um, what was it? Oh, God. <laughs> Hold on, let me find Gotta it. Gotta find the, the title. And it was right there at the top. It was, um... Movies that are actually gay rom-coms, but are advertised as men being cool. So it's so funny that you sent me that just unprompted. Because I had to read a book on screenwriting this week for my graduate studies. Hmm. Um, and the book was Save the Cat by Blake Snyder, which is like a really popular book on screenwriting. Um, and I have a lot of opinions on it that I could give, but um, I won't. And... In one part, he's like, these are the only types of movies that exist. I'm like, okay. And he's like, and number one was called Buddy Love. And he was like, this is the category of all buddy comedies and also rom-coms. They're the same genre because it's about two people finding each other and completing each other. I'm like, okay. You know what? That's fair. I think a, a good buddy comedy should be like a rom-com. They should complete each other. Yeah, I guess hanging out with my friends is sort of like having gay sex. It's the exact same thing. <laughs> it just bothers me. Because, you know, the the conclusion I come away with is that, like, there is a huge number of, like, not just women, but there's a huge number of people that have, like, never experienced, like, you know, the Clive Staples quote, but there's just so many people that have not, um, uh, like, experienced... Like, platonic love, I guess. Okay, well, I don't think that Blake Snyder is saying that one is just, like, a bad rip-off of the other. I think that the point here is that they're both part of, like, the essential human experience. Oh, right. Yeah, I'm not addressing Blake. I'm addressing um, the... Uh... Oh, the femoids. People always trying to eroticize platonic relationships. Yeah. I don't know. It just bothers me. It's like in the vein of like um, when someone associates like horniness or like sex with like things that are not sexual. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I get where you're coming from there. I'm familiar with your, your uh, position on that. Oh. I think it's fun to... Um, look at a buddy comedy that's meant to be, you know, very uh, heteronormative and saying, what can this tell us about, you know, deep human relationships? Because a buddy comedy never comes right out and says, these two people need each other. These two people complete each other, right? Mm -hmm. that's but if you view it through the lens of it essentially being a kind of romance, you can see that these two people need and complete each other. Even if even if they do not, they do not consummate their relationship. That's fair. 
Oh, uh, the uh, movie on there, I was like, what? Um, the Matrix. The Matrix? Yeah. What about Matrix? Oh, it was on that list. Oh, there was a movie on there. Huh. And that didn't make no sense to me. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, like, who? Like, Neo and... Uh, 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 Morpheus? I was gonna say the girl. What's her face? Trinity. What's the name of that actress. Yeah. Oh. Trinity. Like, okay, I guess there's technically a romance there, but nobody went... Nobody came out of the Matrix and was like, wow, the, tr the Trinity Neo ship was so hot. I'm going to go and put some, you know, fan fiction on my, what did they have back then? Like, my, my Geocities page? Nobody was yeah. doing that. They were like, whoa, the concept of the Matrix is that we're all living in a simulation. Like, that was the... Mm -hmm. Yeah, the point was, like, Neo being a fish out of water and, you know... The, Neo being like a, a proxy for the audience to be a fish out of water in this like strange new sci-fi world, discovering that in their entire boring office job nine to five life is a lie, and and, and get transed up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because Morpheus, That's the point of the Matrix. I definitely think that the people were saying that it's between Morpheus and um, Keanu Reeves. I think, but um. You know, we don't know. Uh, did you see that one, that one Tumblr comic? Mm, uh, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> it's really cute. It's like the red pill and the blue pill are party drugs. And then after, and he takes both of them. And then afterwards he goes home and they lie in the bed and hold hands. Uh, it's cute. Nice. Sweet. Um... Yeah, if I find it, I'll send it to you. I think it's called Neo and Morpheus Go Clubbing. Nice. I want... Um, I've seen those Martinelli's apple cider jugs, and I really want one. Martinelli's? They make, like, a sparkling juice and... Yeah, cider. Um, maybe that's like a, I don't know, I haven't seen that. Is that at like the, the, the fancy grocery store that my town does not have? I, uh, no, Nobody there... Docks me. I'm in one of the... Yeah, no, I'm not. ...towns that doesn't have a Whole Foods. Yeah, no, um... Um... No, I th I've seen them in just normal grocery stores. Oh. Uh, huh. I've yeah. never... It's just a glass jug, and I think I would like to use it for the for kombucha. Oh, it's cool maybe shit. Maybe I have this on um at Kroger. Hmm. Yeah, I believe it. I it am... almost looks like it looks like apple cider vinegar to me. Like yeah. it looks like the kind of packaging you'd have for vinegar. I got an awesome ad. Um, that was like um. It was just a guy pouring um, apple cider vinegar on his penis, and it was growing, and it was like, grow six inches. <laughs> it was bizarre. Hurt? Hmm? Wouldn't that hurt if you poured, poured apple cider vinegar on, on it? I, I, I think I, I think just don't. Hurt. 
Yeah, I don't think I want to think about it, really. I don't think anyone... Also, guys, if you're listening, don't try it, please. I don't think it'll make you grow six inches. Please try it. We do condone it. We are doctors. We are licensed physicians. And we are making the CDC-backed claim that that this um, this treatment will give you the desired effect. So you know please what? go out and do it. Dunk your hands and feet in it and grow your toes and fingers. That that'd be cool. Yeah, you could like or just like bathe in it. I mean, you get more Whoa. <laughs> Give yourself a heart problem. <clears throat> this is this is real advice. This is this real, is real advice. Certified two doctors. We both have lots of credentials we have a bunch of letters after our names and we are 100 percent qualified to tell you this yep and you guys got to trust us because we're um uh i've got one of those reflector things ophthalmoscope ophthalm hmm yeah yep so thanks oh yeah yeah i hit people on the knee yep that's right mm-hmm I just remembered a Grey's Anatomy episode where one of the one of the guys was like trying to find a he wanted to make like a uh, his kid wanted to be a uh, an evil doctor for Halloween and he was like I need one of those reflector things and he was like looking around like the the, the supply closet and then someone was like you know we haven't used those in like decades he was like yeah but I I need it for the costume they was like why it's not accurate boo. Did it because they're they're real surgeons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I pretty much um just watched a couple videos in surgery and uh, I think I could probably do it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean it can't be that difficult. I have like those YouTube tutorials. You don't even need to go to school anymore. What Wikipedia is for. Mm-hmm. That tweet Also I sent you Oh go ahead. I sent you the um the Neo and Morpheus Go Clubbing comic. Uh. Would you do me a huge favor and read it and react to it live <laughs> on pod? Guys, this is like this is what uh video recording this is what it's for. Hmm. Well, our audience has really good taste and have already seen the Neo and Morpheus Go Clubbing um comic. I could read it, but I don't <laughs> I mean, like, like out loud for everybody. I'm reading it in oh, my head. Okay. Silently. Uh, I'll do a review of. Uh, I'll do 1917 and They Shall Not Grow Old. Okay. I'll do a review of Juno. Nice. I feel like I have read this. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. This is the podcast is turning into a movie review show, and I'm not against it. We have good opinions on films, dude. It's all it's all we have in coronavirus times. Uh, okay. Yeah, we'll do the World War One movies. Um, nineteen seventeen was not a movie I liked. Um. But I don't even think I can recommend it to anybody. Even the like we were just talking about the male uh, guys like being dudes and stuff. Um, 
not to spoil it, but that that doesn't last very long in the movie. Actually, that is completely a spoiler. So, um, but that doesn't last very long in the movie. Um, they do the gimmick where it's like it all looks like it was shot in one take. Um, so, the time and stuff, like the way time works, uh, you see the sun rise and set and everything, which is cool. Um, uh, but no, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't really watch it again. I thought it was not that good. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch is in the ending of it, and you're, I feel like the way they made it, you're supposed to be like, whoa, I didn't know he was in this movie. Um, but he has a cool mustache, and he's like a bastard. Um, but if you want a... I would watch their... Um, they Shall Not Grow Old Again. That was really good. It's like a documentary where they interview veterans, and um, it's all like British veterans. I think Peter Jackson produced it. Um, and I think it came out, hmm, I think it came out last year or two years ago, two years ago to, for like the centenary, centenary of, um, World War One. But yeah, that, that was really good. And they, um, they colorize a bunch of photos and they do like lip, um, they had to do like lip reading to put in audio and it's all pretty cool. Cool. Yeah. I wish I had more to say. I'm just like, yeah, I trust your opinions on World War One movies. <laughs> Thank you. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know enough about World War One to have opinions on it. Oh, one just quickly. If if you do want to see a war movie with like with like buddy buddy love, um, watch um. Oh no! Watch Dunkirk. It's World War Two, but it's uh, it's good. Anyway, Is that's that the it. Harry Styles one. That's the Harry Styles one. That's the Harry Styles one. Well, I um, notoriously have never really had a thing for Harry Styles, but maybe I can make an exception. <laughs> Tom Hardy's in it too. He's cool. I barely know Tom Hardy. Oh damn! But I don't know. Maybe I could. Oh, what is he in? He's in a movie called Empire that you have not seen. And he's uh, he's, he's in Bane. that movie Venom that Tumblr oh, really liked. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, he's cool. I like him. Juno. Was yes, Juno. So this was a movie that I had to watch for class. And... Um, I had never seen it before. All I knew was that Elliot Page and Michael Sarah was in it. And it turns out that um, the dude from Arrested Development, like the normal guy, is also in it. Jason and he Bateman. plays an absolutely despicable character. Every time he and Elliot Page were alone, I like, no, I got this from a Letterboxd review. One of the top Letterboxd reviews says, every time Jason Bateman was alone with Elliot Page, I had... The cops on speed dial. I was like, that's fair. Anyway, um, it was fun. It was quirky. There were way too many, like, cute little acoustic guitar songs with lyrics. I, like, see through the guitar. I think there was a little too much lyrics. It was like, you know, a whole movie is happening. A whole movie is happening. And then suddenly there's, like, there's, like, somebody singing about, like, a squirrel and a cat and a bee. 
Sounds like a little too much is happening here, verbally. But other than that, it was fun. I like teen movies where they have, like, a quirky cell phone to show you that they're quirky. Oh, no yeah. complaints. Dude, two characters had hamburger phones. They obviously, like, bought them together or something. They were besties. Despicable. They also made a child together. That's true. He, um, yeah, I... Michael Sarah called uh, Elliot Page the worst wife. If they got married, she would be the meanest wife. That was the part that made me laugh. <laughs> I think that's good. I think that they, uh, I think it's nice that they weren't like, we should get married immediately because they were in high school. Mm-hmm. It's good that they were like, playing acoustic a... duet at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were just doing an acoustic duet. Nothing serious. They did not raise a child together, and that was for that was for the better for everyone. Oh, J.K. Simmons is in it. Yes, yes, the mean director from Whiplash. Have I talked about Whiplash on this pod? No. Okay. My review of Whiplash is that um, I'm glad I quit jazz. And that's my review. I had an English teacher that was kind of like him. I haven't seen the movie, but like, like yells at you and swears at you and is a uh, uh, super mean and uh, oh, at you. well, no, he wasn't super mean, but he was like one of those. Um, he like he pushed all of us to like understand what we were doing. I guess. I mean, he did have like a temper, but he was he was cool. I liked him. For the most part. See, the thing about J.K. Simmons' character in Whiplash is that he was not cool and you didn't like him. Right, right. He was mean. Right, that's true. And, like, the very first scene, he's tuning the saxes and he's like, what? And and there's, like, one girl on the saxophone. She's, like, quivering. And he's like, your first care, let's see if it's just because you're pretty. And I was like, oh. Hmm. I'm feeling murderous thoughts. Oh. I feel like... Like, I need to, I need to commit murder. And then she plays and it's out of tune, and he's like, <laughs> you're, you and then, like, you know, murders her, and with, with words, and verbally abuses her, and I was like, oh, wow, yeah, I, I, I dislike this. But, I mean, the whole, like, crux, crux of the movie is that pushing yourself until your fingers bleed, whether or not you like it, pushing yourself beyond your limits is actually the only way to like completely master your craft according to this movie and if someone pushes you nobody can push you to do it you have to push yourself to do it because somebody else pushes you to do it it's abuse and um it was an upsetting movie and um i think that if people play music they should do it for fun and you know maybe like have a little band in their garage and that you know that's fine and if, if they want to push themselves until their fingers bleed and, you know, they, they break their drumsticks and they break their drums and they, you know, and all the skin on the inside of their palms is gone, then that's a, that's their problem. And, you know, if they make a nice record with their cool skills and I listen to that record, that's fine too. I think the best teacher is so much less, um, the best teacher and the worst teacher is such a huge chasm. I think teachers can be way worse than they can be uh, the best. Yes. Yes. Hard agree. I also think that, like, 
like as a um, person who is going to be teaching a college class in, within the next year, if I told that kind of shit, I would be fired immediately. Um, secondly, nobody would actually learn if I was screaming at them that their grammar was bad because it's a funny image. English simply does not work that way. You don't you don't get better by being screamed at. You you get better by like reading the Harry Potter books when you're a kid. That's a very funny visual. What do you mean? Just What's the visual? What are you visualizing? Reading someone's like paper or something like in front of them, and then just like you you specifically screaming at a college student for like subpar grammar. Yeah. Yeah, it would. Yeah, English is like English writing. I think probably more than literally any other subject you could teach in college. There's no way to, like, be a hard-ass. You just can't. You have to, you have to be, like, so gentle and patient with the students. Especially when they're coming to college with, like, with, like, uh, you know, underprepared, and they don't have, um, those, like, fundamental, like, rhetorical, grammatical, um, academic literacy. You can't scream that into someone. There was a news story going around. I don't know if you saw it. I think it might have been today. <clears throat> that was like, um, Baltimore student has zero GPA and is in the middle of her class. Or, I don't know if it was a guy or a girl. Like, uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Like, not at the top of your class or at the bottom. So everyone else just also has a zero GPA. It might have been this. This is in a uh, high school, yeah, I assume. in Baltimore. I think it was the same person. Probably not, but um, they sent them back like three grades. Why did they send everyone below them back three grades? I don't know. I, I can't be sure. I guess it's probably a different person. But yeah. it was both Baltimore See, high schools. The thing about um, capital T, B, capital E, education, capital S system, the thing about B education system, um, I'm stepping onto my soapbox. I have this big box full of soap, and I've, you know, I've pushed it up, and now I'm stepping on top of it, so now I'm a little taller than everyone, which I already was. Um, is that if I started talking about the education system and all the problems in it, I would just talk for like ten straight hours, and this would just be the the education system podcast. Yeah. Many thoughts head full. Yeah, and plus I don't want to hear all that uh, stupid jargon. I don't, I don't want to learn. <laughs> Valid. Just kidding. If you don't want to learn, then um, that's fine. It will simply make the class easier for you so that you can pass. <laughs> I think that's fair. That's such a good idea. I, how many, how many weeks in a row can, um, can the article like, uh, like education is like racist or whatever how many weeks in a row can we get a new one um i mean i think forever because teachers love complaining and there's so much to complain about that's true i just don't like them i just don't like that there's a system where um people like that are have all the like unchecked power sort of the thing is, teachers do have kind of unchecked power over their students in the classroom, but also 
in a larger sense, they're trying, you know, the, the role of the teacher is to, like, the teacher is simultaneously powerful, yes, and, like, incredibly powerless. Okay. You, know, you, you give someone, like, an 11th grade student who, you know, can barely write at all and say you need to get them up to a certain level, mm -hmm. their entire life has been, you know, stacked up against them, and they're, you know, they're demotivated, they don't want to do the work they don't know how they believe that school is like has nothing it can offer them and you know there's kind of this expectation for teachers to go above and beyond and like make it so that the students can succeed and it is impossible or not impossible but like very very difficult mm -hmm. that's true and yeah yeah catch me um Catch me never teaching grade through twelve, grade K through twelve ever. It's not happening. You could not pay me all the money in the world, and they will not pay me all the money, any money. So nice. <clears throat> and that's my opinion on education. Yeah, college education is fine because it's like they're paying to be here, and um, also if they want to go vape in the bathroom, it's fundamentally and institutionally not my problem i think everyone, it's like they're vaping in the bathroom and somehow that's your fault uh, you're supposed to like crack heads k through 12. you're supposed to you're supposed to like fundamentally have control over them yeah which you know i i was i was a counselor at a summer camp for precocious high schoolers and I was supposed to fundamentally have control over them and their activities, their behaviors. I think okay. the the real answer I think maybe, like all the adults should like leave and they can just lord of the flies themselves. I think every <laughs> student needs um they need like a Plato mentorship. Like everyone needs just like a mentor. Yeah. Um yeah, I think that students do you know, occasionally you do, like, connect with a student and you're able to impart some kind of wisdom, mentorship, or, you know, like, a friendly ear, and it's like, yay, I'm guiding the next generation. And that's what every teacher lives for, and it's like, yes, this is it. And then, you know, the other 99% of your work week is shit. Hmm. Well, yeah, like I, uh, go ahead. Occasionally, I have a good tutoring session, and I'm like, yes, this is it. This is it. The, I think I just want to teach um, family members and children, my children, potentially. You got a homeschool one? Um, I don't know. I don't know, honestly. My friend, um, my one of my friends was homeschooled. Yeah, my neighbors were homeschooled when I was a kid. Hmm. And they're all, a bunch of them are like, one of them's like a really, really good pianist. Hmm. The other one is in school for musical theater. They ended up really like musical. Nice. But yeah. Yeah, homeschooling seems to generally work okay. 
Yeah. I mean, I would not want to homeschool my children, I don't think. But because, you know, I think that they have to be socialized. Um, and I had an okay public school experience. So I think if I move somewhere with okay public schools, they can also have an okay public school experience. But also that's, you know, that's assuming I'm ever in a place where I'm like, okay, I'll have some children. Dude, you sound like a CIA spook. I sound like a what now? A CIA spook. Really? What makes me say that? What exactly <clears throat> am I? I'm just what joking. Exactly makes me no, no, no. Explain the joke for me. Go on. No, I'm just, I'm just joking. Come on. Um, I'm I don't know. Uh, I don't know, actually. I just wanted to say that. I just wanted to um, say that you worked for the CIA and that you don't think there was anything wrong that happened at Waco. When did I ever (laughs) that? Anyway. Anyway, I think it's the opposite. I think there's actually some kind of, like, government, um, government, like, you know, like a deep state psyop thing going on to make people have kids. Guys, she literally to, tells me how she literally tells me how David Koresh uh, set the fire in the basement that killed everybody. So I'm serious about the psyop thing. I told you about my Instagram Explore page, and that was months ago, and it's still giving me baby content. Nice. My Instagram Explore page, despite me never having voluntarily interacted with a baby post, except for maybe like you know somebody I follow has a has a baby, I'll like their post. Sure, that's polite. Um, it's entirely baby content, pregnancy content, <laughs> uh, you know, relatable new parents content. I don't know what I did. It used yeah. to be like bad clickbait food videos or, you know, like bad relatable four panel comics. And now hmm. it is entirely just like like a, a big like um, cartoon spiral kind of, and then I, I stare into it and my eyes become spirals, and I'm like, must breed. Yeah, it's a... Uh, th- Except they live. not really, it doesn't work on me. It's the They Live movie with the sunglasses. What is it? Yes. Is that what it's called? I think so. Yeah, I think so too. They Live. That's the one where it's like the Animorphs. That's actually really scary because... Uh, there's like a news story where it was like this woman got targeted ads um, for like baby stuff and then found out that she was like pregnant or something. That's wild to me. Yeah. yeah Guys. My own. Go ahead. My mom told me that she found out her sister was pregnant before her sister told her that way because of like her sister's Facebook likes or something. Oh, wow. Guys, but, don't use social media. You're getting farmed for, uh, they saw your information, guys. Yeah, I do think they, uh, I do think that they, what's it called? My targeted ads have several times tried to diagnose me with various things because I just, like, I'm hypochondriac. I have MD constantly, and my targeted ads are always, like, you have this 
And of course, you know, I'm one step ahead of them. I'm always like, no, I don't. You're stupid. But it's very funny when they try that. Mm. I'm like, nice try. That's cool. Yeah, I think it's pretty fun. I think uh, in the future, all medicine should be done that way. You you Google your symptoms, and then later that day, you receive a targeted ad for medication. That's how it should be done. I trust Google with this. I sometimes remember when we talked about how, like, if they made a machine that could, like, let you talk to your loved ones that had passed away, um, they would put in uh, ads, mm-hmm. unscopable ads in it if you didn't have the premium account. Yeah, I think uh, that was that was Martine Rothblatt, right? Uh, who's that? She was like, she's the serious XM woman whose TED Talk I made you watch for my gender studies class. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, which... Maybe I just didn't pay enough attention in gender studies, but I don't see what transhumanism has to do with gender. Yeah, it's the wrong kind of trans, dude. Exactly. <laughs> it's a completely separate concept, and I see how, like, in a large way, um, you know, like, in a galaxy brain way, uh, you know, how, how much of our how much of our essential cells is tied up in our biology and how much is, like, simply just a... You know, signals, electrical signals that we could upload onto a machine, et cetera, et cetera. It's a fun thought experiment. But anyway. Uh, Dude, you sound kind of bioessentialist. I don't know what that means. (laughs) Yeah, um, I think only I have uh, permission to use the B word here. Okay. Actually, yeah, no, I'm, I'm right about that. That is literally what it is. No, yeah, that's... Bioessentialism is saying that, um, you know, your essential self is tied up in your biology. That being said... That being said, it's, it's mo- mostly um, used while talking about gender. Mm-hmm. So, you know... I do not think I would be the same person if I didn't have to, you know, like, eat or sleep. Um, I, I, I don't think it's the same thing as saying that, like, you're assigned gender at birth to determine who you are forever. Horoscopes so, are bioessentialist. They really are. I can't stand horoscopes. I can't stand the people I, like, befriended in college posting on their Insta stories about their horoscopes and then being like, this is my religion, please respect it. Like, shut up. Ooh. I'm sorry, I'm sorry for being, like, religiously intolerant, but... What? I don't see what anyone gets out of it. Yeah. I can like, try to I'm explain. I'm for Gemini, and I'm like, wow, this, uh, this really seems like, uh, you put a bunch of sentences together, and it made them, like, buried enough that anyone who looks at it is going to relate to one of those sentences. I did my whole birth chart, and I know it was fake, and not real, and had no science behind it, because there wasn't a single Scorpio there, and I don't, there, that, that was, I think, when I completely lost, lost faith in astrology as even a fun thing. Yeah. Like, if I wanted a fun categorization system to not take that clearly, I would simply do my Myers-Briggs. In general, uh, I think it's just to give people, like, a sense of, uh, belonging, or, like, structure to things that are not, um, you know, to to just put more structure and like reassurance in someone's life. Okay, I get the structure and reassurance thing, but I googled Gemini traits, 
and I get like a whole bunch of unrelated traits that are big enough that anyone could relate to them. No, my, um, Personally, yeah. I think if I was if I was looking for a sense of belonging and I wanted to categorize myself somehow, I would do my Myers Briggs because then I can look at it and go like, oh, I'm an INSP. Oh, it's the English major type. No way. It is actually the now same I, thing. It's not the same thing. They are. Because Gemini is not the English major sign. Oh, you're okay. So if it did say that you were, you would be into astrology. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Astrology. Got it. Because none of it like makes sense or gives me any kind of insight or truth. Well, that's good. Uh, famously, my ast astrological sign is like completely false and fake and not applicable at all. Um. <laughs> And another reason, uh, another reason, no, it isn't. It, 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 it isn't. You can't even make that argument. Um, also, it says that uh, the people that would hate each other the most is our horoscopes together. Like, we are supposed to hate each other by virtue of the stars or whatever. Yeah, which is stupid. Which is true. We do hate each other. I'm your uh, rival. I'm your arch nemesis. The other thing is, I don't subscribe to any astrology things that go against what I learned from the only good piece of astrology media, which is Homestuck Act 5. Mm. And so if, you know, I read Homestuck Act 5, I was like, wow, I relate to Brisco so much. She's so cool. And then I do my birth chart and it's not a single Scorpio there. So clearly astrology's fake. Yeah. No, go ahead, make the argument that I am the sign that I am, actually. Um, I think I've seen some things about Pisces. Okay, I know like five Pisces in real life, and like I put you all together in a category and I start to see patterns. Because it's easy to see patterns between like five people. Huh. That's I cool. know someone, my childhood best friend's a Pisces. And she has, like, extremely, um, what was the, the, the homestead character's name? She has extremely peppery vibes. Like, uh -huh. super upbeat while being colonialist. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's true. I am a colonialist. That is true. You got me. You're not. Okay. I think it's just like fake. I think it's our pattern seeking brains. It's me putting you in a box with five other people and being like, my pattern seeking brain sees it. I, I found out that. But it's um, not real. It's just my pattern seeking brain making a pattern where there are none. I found out that that guy. Remember we watched um, Smiling Friends, that uh, pilot on Adult Swim? Uh huh. Um, that guy, that animator, I found out is. He is born in the month that I'm born. And um, one of the guys that they. Uh, they like record videos with is also born in the same month. Mm. So I found out that um, a person who a person who I dated a few years back, when that person broke up with me and started dating someone else, that person, the new girlfriend, we have the same birthday. Whoa! Same year, same day. Oh, geez. We're chill, though. That's cool. We follow each other's Twitters. 
I have to complain about women one one last time. Okay. Talking one to last time. Talk... You'll never complain about women ever again in your life. No, no. My lips are sealed and only sweet, sweet, happy words about our angels and our wives. Um, okay. So I was speaking with this woman and I, like, for not a long time, for like a day. And, um, mm-hmm. Without, without even, I wasn't asking, they were sharing things with me that I was like, dude, this is not good. Um, they told me the building they lived in. I said, oh, I live in that building too. Then unprompted sent me their room number and then said, don't, please don't murder me. And I said, ha ha. Um, and then they were like, hey, do you want to hang out tonight? I was like, no. <laughs> and then, um. And then I find out that they're into um, uh, true crime. And I was just like, this doesn't make any sense. Okay. In their defense, I feel like if you learn that somebody lives in the same building as you, and it's like a university building, you know, it's like you all have RAs, you you, you can't have pets, it's like, it's university housing. Um, I feel like that's a little different. Because I feel like it's, or I feel like I, I understand how someone could let their guard down around that. Because it's like, you know, you're, it's kind of a dorm-like environment. Everyone has their first name tacked onto their door and you can just walk past it. So it's not like you couldn't. I mean, you could have, if they said, oh, I live in that building too, or if they, if you found out you lived in the same building, you would have found that out probably like on the first day anyway. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they'd be walking you home and you'd be like, oh, this is where I go. And they'd be like, oh, this is where I go too. And unless they're being like super sneaky about it, which if the day went well, it probably wouldn't be. And they're going to be like, oh, that's my building too. Yeah, I just don't. I can see where they got that, but right. So wait, wait. Anyway, I went and um, taught her a lesson. I went into her room and I killed her. So. Oh wow. Yeah. Well, I think she really learned her lesson. She'll be. (laughs) She'll know better next time. Hey guys, this is called a. It's called the Aesop's Fable, and I'm just giving out, um, you know, lessons to people. Well, good for you. Giving out lessons, teaching people the lessons. Guys, here's the real lesson. You should be paranoid, and you should be afraid of everything. (laughs) That's fair. There's Um, a Carthy Headrest song called I Am Afraid of Literally Everything. Nice. Do not trust strangers. This is, this is my, this is praxis. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, like yeah, whatever. I'm, I've just I just because like fucking my my sister complained about like that to me also and like what was she saying? She was like, "Ugh, I hate that I have to carry like literal weapons outside when I go outside because like a man will come up and murder me." Um, but like you're allowed to just go out and you know do anything you want without carrying weapons, and um, yeah, I, so that's just allowed that, to. There's no law saying you have to bring pepper spray outside. 
Well, and then your people go out and they do things like this. I just, I just don't get it. Am I insane? I feel like the Joker right now, guys. Mm, yeah, I think you're being a little insane right now because the because they're two separate women. Also, for the record, well, guys, one I let her guard down and made a you know kind of a, a tactical error in trusting you. Um, the other. This other woman, your sister, she mm-hmm. probably you probably taught her better. She probably doesn't give out her name, so or her room number mm-hmm. to random guys who she is messaging. Mm-hmm. So it's it's fine. It's it's a um, false something. It's one of those things. Also, something. Also, guys, for the record, I've been carrying um, weapons on me when I go out in public for longer than my sister. So. You're also older than your sister. I am older than my sister, that's true. I, um, yeah, I think my paranoid thing with my living situation right now is I am paranoid that, um, I mean, it's mostly, most freshmen live on campus. Mm-hmm. I'm teaching freshmen next year. I am a little paranoid that I'm going to end up teaching somebody who lives in the same sh- student apartment complex as me because I'm living in a student apartment complex. Hmm. I, I just think that would be embarrassing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want to... That's... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I also realized today that I have to stop using the CVS near campus. I was like, oh, this is so convenient. I can just pick up all my stuff at the CVS near campus, but I'm realizing now that's the one in walking distance. So it's just and all the students. Kids living on campus. Yeah, I, I can't be seen there. <laughs> I thought I heard one of my students has like kind of a distinctive voice, and I, I thought I heard him in the, the pharmacy today, and I panicked. I was hiding behind them, hiding in the makeup aisle. Like nobody can see me outside of class. <laughs> That's Shameful. funny. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we have a little uh, segment planned where I read. Uh, letterbox reviews to what's your name this week? Ooh, um, that's a great question. Orla, like from uh, uh, Dairy Girls. Have you seen Dairy Girls? I've seen like two episodes of it. I don't remember. Okay, well, I'll, I'll be Orla this week. Who's Orla? Okay. Which one is that? She's the one with the, the really like, the really like uh, curly hair and she's like kind of spacey. Oh, she's the weird one. Yeah, she looks exactly like the uh, the Kiwi girl who I fell out with three times in high school. Nice. All yeah. right, all right. I'm going to read uh, Letterboxd reviews to Orla, and they are going to guess what movie it is. And I've done popular movies, mostly movies that we've watched together, and I think there are a few that we have not watched together, and I will tell you when one of those comes out. Alright. Yeah, okay. And I, I'm gonna try to keep this, like... Um, okay. <clears throat> okay, the first one... <laughs> the first one is one that we did not watch together. Okay, uh, but we've seen it. Yes. Alright. I'll probably do two. Uh, okay, man, this family has some issues. 
Are you going to do another one? Or? Yeah, no, I have to do another one. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to omit. Um, let's get this out of the way. The movie is a horror film. You can put it in all of your other subcategories, but at its very core, it's a genre film, whether you feel comfortable with the classification or not. Uh, okay. This film covers the horrors of colonialism, emigration, starvation, puberty, patriarchy, and um, let's see what else can we put in. No, that would give it away. Okay, so it's a horror film that maybe doesn't doesn't stay in the horror category. It's about a family with some issues. Mm-hmm. And the horrors of colonialism, puberty, patriarchy, and we both seen it, but we didn't see it together. Yes. Uh, uh, the I... Shining isn't about colonialism, and I haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. Um. It came out six years ago. That should help. Six. Six. Okay, 2015 film. What horror movies did I see in 2015? Am I allowed to also open Letterboxd and just look? <laughs> uh, I can't tell the actors because it'll give it away. Yeah, actually, go ahead. That that's better. Do that. Okay. Um. And you're certain I've seen this? I'm positive you've seen it. I think I went on your letterbox to make sure. Okay. Or actually, maybe not. I think you said your mom watched it. I, I thought you watched it. My mom <laughs> does not watch horror movies. Uh, I'm like this close to just to saying what it is. Okay, I'm so... Gone Girl? Um, Ooh, no, but... 2015... Um... You can just give up also. Give me a second. Oh, this is bad. You might not have seen this movie. I was pretty sure you did. I was, I know we've talked about it. Uh Snowpiercer, um Okay, what is it? The Witch. I the Witch. <laughs> have you seen it? Yes, I've seen okay. it. Okay. Okay, good. We have talked about it. My mm-hmm. brother has not seen this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I thought that. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I've seen The Witch. Okay. Death of Family, Colonialism, Patriarchy, mm-hmm. Puberty. It's ticking all the boxes. And then I had to, I had to leave out the part where it says, uh, there's a goddamn witch and evil goat for good measure. <laughs> yeah. All right. And as we remember, Anna Taylor-Joy is... Um, What? She's a POC. Oh, that's right. She's a outlet. <laughs> she's a Latinx. Oh my god, that was so. That's awesome. Anyway, yes. Okay, so the witch. I remember it because I was when I watched that. I was in a class about like American literature from that era, mm-hmm. and I was like, this kind of seems like a uh, shallow distillation of all of that literature, but. Hmm. Maybe if I watched it without my, my English major lens, I would like it more. Hmm. Okay, what's the next movie? All right. Among the most detailed and... De- we have watched this one together. Among the most okay. detailed and demonstrably lived-in pieces of futurism ever concocted, 
up there with Blade Runner and Aliens for both impeccable function and designer violence, not to mention a perfect extension of the... Ooh, no, I can't say that. The Lobster? No, it's not The Lobster. I don't know anything about anime, but of what little I've seen, this is a stealth masterwork. Uh, the Cowboy Bebop movie. Yep. Yay! Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, I think we've only ever seen two anime movies again, so I have to remember not to say that. Oh, but that, that'll change soon because we're going to watch the, the new Ava movies, right? Oh, that's right. <laughs> we have to. So that's yeah. 3.0 plus 1.0. Whenever we can snag or download. I asked my friend who knows, like, stuff about, like, Japanese movies, and I was like, can you confirm, is Kensuke Asuka real? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> so I'm in, I'm in fear. I think Kensuke can do better. Yeah. Quite frankly. I just wish Toji was still alive. Alright. He is still alive. No, wait. Uh, oh, that's right. Oh, damn. I thought he, he died. He died in the manga version of the original story. Oh, jeez. Did they change it for, like, ratings or something? Like... No, because the manga was written after the anime. Hmm. It finished in, like, 2014. Gotcha. Yeah, they were just like, hey, you know this incredibly fucked up anime? What if we made it even more horrifying? All right. And they were right. <laughs> All right. This is a good review, and I think it is... Yep, okay, we have watched this one together. Okay. Now every time I see the number 28, I'll remember and cry. What a beautiful film, full of quiet yearning and tragedy, befitting the myth of Orpheus and Eurydice. Eurydice. Oh, I know this one. It's Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Yep. Nice. That was good. Talk about that myth. Oh, do they? Yes. In the movie, I don't remember that. Yeah, they were like, wow, why did Orpheus turn back to look at her? Maybe, maybe he just wanted to see her. And, you know, I still don't buy it. I still think it's stupid. If I was leading my wife out of hell, I would simply not turn around and mm -hmm. not turn her into a pillar of salt. Mm -hmm. I don't, I, I don't see the romantic, like, interpretation. I think Lot's, go, oh. I think Lot's <laughs> wife deserved it, personally, but. She was asking for it. She was. <laughs> um, all right. Exactly the kind of film I fear is missing from Disney's current vocabulary. Even as news, can't say that. A good old-fashioned PG adventure film with fun puzzles and a can't read the hat. <laughs> <laughs> National Treasure. God damn it. 2004. Yeah, it, it says a uh, small sprinkling of cryptic Freemason jargon. So no, I couldn't have said that. <laughs> Well, to uh, I haven't read the top, like, 30 letterbox reviews for that film. Oh, that's true. <laughs> okay. This one's fun because people just quote the movie for the reviews. I um, like when they do that. It's like, haha, I get it. I get it because I saw that movie, too. It's like we're friends now. It's like we have an inside joke. Yeah. 
All right. One of the good actor comedy and a fun movie to watch. I recommend if you like other actor comedy, but personally, I hate them. But not this one. This one is different. We have watched this one together. Ooh, okay. Big actor. Can I guess the actor first and then narrow it down? Yep. Is it Adam Sandler? It is. Okay. Well, we've only seen one of these together, so... Yeah, okay, so the movie is called uh, Billy Madison. Yep. Oh, yeah. Nice. Okay, I gotta read this one. This kind of like that show Big Mouth. And David Mingalian. <laughs> you read that one. I did. God damn. Sorry, I follow a bunch of popular letterbox reviewers. And so oh shit. <laughs> okay. Sorry. No, you're good. That means I need to. It is kind of like that show Big Mouth. <laughs> Uh, let me, okay. Well, now that I know that, let me try to, <laughs> stop, that's disgusting, hold on, okay. Oh, fuck, this is not good, I'm freaking out that you've read these. Um... To be fair, Anna Vera and National Treasure are literally... I know, they're your favorite. ...films highlighted on my profile. I know. My favorite films ever. I didn't know how difficult this was going to be, so I erred on the side of... Get the answers. It's okay. I still believe you can stump me. Okay. No, that's too obvious. Hmm... No, that's obvious. Okay, okay, okay. Based and red-pilled, this is a prime example of a movie that benefits from taking itself too seriously. While it's certainly not flawless, the can't say that. Um, can't say that. Uh, the directors were bold when they decided to change cinema forever with their atmospheric and philosophical sophomore film. Okay. Director's sophomore film. I also said director's plural. Okay. Okay. Oh. Two? The Matrix. Yep. The Matrix. Uh, I I forgot that Wachowski's first movie ever was not The Matrix. What did they make before The Matrix? I have no clue. I have not. (laughs) I don't know anything about them. Ugh, I read one of these, one of these, fu- one of these reviews, like, made me sick, and I gotta read it, because it sucks. Okay. <laughs> Alright. That's a, that's a game my sister and play, my sister and I play sometimes, is that we, uh, we read really bad Goodreads reviews of books. Nice. Oh, okay, well, I gotta do a voice for it. Okay. <laughs> Filthy and delicious, a swirling maelstrom of horrific rage and loneliness and repression and repulsion and secrets um unrelenting all-consuming inescapable horniness uh i can't read that eternal sunshine Uh, no being john malkovich no 
Oh uh, no. Okay, we've Wh narrowed it down. Which is that rare and defined feeling I'm constantly hoping for when the theater lights dim. Absolutely cannot wait to watch it with... Can't read that. I'll read it. Cannot wait to watch it with subtitles so I can understand a single line of dialogue. Warning us with subtitles. Are you sure this is a portrait of a lady on fire again? I'm positive. It's a similar okay. movie, though. You're close. You're warm. Um, by similar, do you mean it's gay? Yes. No, sort of. Okay. I mean, officially, no, but yes. It is in that list of um, movies that are gay romance, but it's really just guys uh, doing cool stuff. Okay. All right. You start reading again from the beginning. I'll read a... Let's see if we can find a real review, because I hated that review so much. Okay, um, Males from a Porniness. Buddy. Comedy. Not a comedy. No, it's not Perfect Mountain. Thankfully, I tried no. this film again, and also read some of the analyses, which really brought it to life for me. I'm surprised. I... I this I feel like this one should have been. I can't believe I stumped you with this one. Wait. Okay. Can I? Can I request that you read the first? I'll read. I'll find a. I'm looking for a real review. Hmm. Okay. Subtitles. Buddy comedy. No, buddy love. Subtitles. Buddy. Ah. Okay. Can't wait to watch it with subtitles so that I will understand what's going on. So they talk really fast, so it's really British. It's accented, yeah. Okay. Uncut Gems? No. I'm trying to find an actual good review. I... Atmosphere. But they're, they're all giving yeah. things away. The um, Lighthouse! Yes, yes. Just two wikis and a lighthouse vibing, not a cell phone in sight. The lighthouse, we were talking about that yesterday in class. Hmm. Nice. Yeah, and then our professor like refuses to watch good movies. So he was like, what's the lighthouse? <laughs> Is that like the Virginia Wolf story? <laughs> All right. My feelings that director is really a comedy horror director were confirmed by a rewatch. This film, though, represents his still morphing artistic persona. Either that or he just still is directionless and shooting in the dark. So it's got embarrassingly lame, often downright stupid attempts to construct a serious reality spliced together with genuinely good wacky sequences, the absurdity of which should have been allowed to conquer the whole thing. Uh, let me read another one. That's not great. None of these are, like, about the movie. Is it Midsummer? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hate this guy, Brat Pitt, or whoever the hell this is. That person, I think that, I think I follow that person. Some of their reviews are good. But... But yeah, they have like a bunch of letterbox cloud. I wish I had letterbox cloud. I bet I could monetize that. That's what this is for, to build the cloud. 
Okay. Exactly. Unfortunately, I just can't help making really stupid reviews. So it's never going to happen. Whenever I think about getting back together with my ex, I watch this film. Works like a charm every time. Eternal Sunshine. No. Uh, um. Actress executed this role so perfectly and very much deserved her Academy Award nomination. The way director brought this film to life is incredible. The man is a pure genius. And the mirroring of the opening shot and the ending, ugh, I have a chills masterpiece. One of the few films that actually makes me happy to be single. Oh, okay, hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a disaster relationship film. Mm-hmm. And it's not Eternal Sunshine. Nope. Is it, it's not Being John Malkovich? You guessed it previously. For a different okay. Um, okay, so they're, they're, they're like married, but it sucks. They don't mm-hmm. have gems? No. Oh, idiot. We have not watched this movie together. But it's okay. like, it's like a, it's did like, I watch it? you did watch it. It's like a cultural landmark type movie. Like, uh, well, I guess in the same way, no, I can't say that. I'll give it away. Uh, era. Seven years ago? Seven years ago. Okay, 2014. Um, this movie was a roller coaster of intrigue. Over two hours of being so on edge that I feel the need to take up jogging. Um, the lobster. Mm-mm. Um, no, we have not watched Gone this. Gone Girl. Yes. Gone Girl. Duh. Yeah, we didn't watch it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a hate your ex movie. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Three. I read the book. The book was pretty good. Oh, cool. Three more. Okay. All right, let's get a good one. Uh, not what I was expecting at all. Great storyline. Thought it was heading one way, then another. Then a complete surprise at the end. I see why it got such good reviews. I did have anxiety the whole way through, though. Parasite? Yep. Yay! Nice. <laughs> I had anxiety during Parasite. It was so bad, I almost left. <laughs> oh, God. Literally, if uh, if a movie tells if a movie is like there's a monster in the house, I'm like fine, whatever. But if the movie is like uh, uh, there's people in the house and they're not supposed to be, and um, the the owners are coming home, that puts me on edge. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm I'm so terrified. I'm so upset. Uh, okay. all right. Hmm. I don't think so. Okay, I gotta read this one. Wow, the ending made me want to shoot someone. Um, if I loved you less, I might be able to talk about it more. Oh, come on. I don't... Hmm? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
Jane Austen. Okay, the final one. Uh, oh, that's right. Everyone just talks about the director. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> of course it was good, and much like any other Lanthamo... No, wait, no! Lanthamos? Jorgos <laughs> Lanthamos? Yeah. Could possibly be the favorite or the lobster? Ooh, yeah, okay. That's fine, then. Okay, casually cruel in the most sophisticated sense. I'm not sure what it, it, that gives it away. Let me the try favorite to... or yeah. the lobster? Yes, I know. But I'm... <laughs> yes, it's the favorite. Uh, someone said... Um, what a film. Epitome of Girl Boss. This is literally the best movie ever. <laughs> oh, for the favorite? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think being the Queen of England does kind of make you the epitome of Girl Boss. Technically speaking. You're like at the top of the Girl Boss food chain. That's true. Oh, I, I have to brag that I didn't follow anything about news this week. I don't know what happened with the royal family. I don't know um, uh, why all those journalists got fired. Uh, yeah. Well, I know what happened with the royal family, but I don't know why all those journalists got fired, and I'm fine keeping it that way. I Listening to or reading or hearing anything about journalism makes me sick. I'm like, ugh. Ugh, Agreed. All right, sick. Yeah, we've got, we've done like an hour and eighteen. Awesome. Sweet. All right. Time to sign off. Follow our socials. Follow our socials. 